This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now... Here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to another beautiful morning of Auto Talk Radio. When is it not a good Saturday morning? Every Saturday is a good morning. <laughs> Every day I wake up and stand up is a good morning. I'm I know, but totally Saturday is even better. That's the day I get to decide. <laughs> I get to decide. It does, is, it, is Saturday the day you decide if it's it's the end of a good week or the start of a good week? I don't need to decide that. I just decide whether I want to go to the beach, I want to go eat. I, want, I get to decide. <laughs> Interesting. Well, there you go. I, I've noticed as I'm getting older, you know what? You, okay. You're getting older? I know, but I'm not, okay, do you remember Russ and Darlene used to live down the street from Grandpa's farm? They used to sit in that. Mm-hmm. For hours on end, watching people drive by their house, smoking cigarettes. Well, I don't think. Well, I know yeah, Darlene, did, but I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Russell did. But anyway, but my point is, is yeah. But as you get older, <laughs> little things tend to keep you entertained more than <laughs> you think. Sitting there watching the three cars every day go by that went by kept them entertained while smoking cigarettes. Is well, that the point? Hey, I don't know what point you're getting to here. <laughs> I don't think he has a point, folks. Oh, good Lord. I do have a point, though. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. <laughs> we're not going to sit on a porch and watch three cars drive by. What we're going to do, we're in San Diego. If you sit on a porch anywhere here, I'm pretty sure more than three cars would drive by in an hour. Yeah, because to buy that house that you didn't hear any cars driving by in San Diego would be very expensive. <laughs> Need a long driveway. As I said, you're going to buy a lot of property for that. <laughs> Need a long driveway, that's for sure. All right, folks, say. Hey. Here we are. We made it to the middle of August, August 14th. Uh, you know, Auto Talk Radio on Saturday mornings. We do appreciate you joining us as always. Um, we're talking about maintenance mist today. And uh, so, uh, like I said, we do appreciate you joining in and being part of this. And uh, uh, it makes, uh, well, I'll tell you what, they allow us to do this because you guys listen. If nobody listened, they say, get off the radio. That's what they do. So, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> they might pay us to go away. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. I know. That's what I'm thinking. It'd be very interesting. I was trying to look for a positive side of the negative. <laughs> positive to the negative. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. It's yeah. hard to find that when someone tells you to go away. To- <laughs> it is, man. You just need to stay on top of your vehicle maintenance and repairs and, and keep you going. And uh, we need to keep talking about uh, uh, car repair and Keep everybody engaged and joining in, and they'll allow us to continue to keep talking on the radio. All right, good. That's good stuff, yeah. So far, so good. Nobody's complaining today. So we are talking about maintenance myths, and uh, um, ma- maintenance is extremely important when it comes to your vehicle. There, there, There is no question whatsoever. It is one of the things that will help in the longevity of your vehicle, um, and by staying on top of it and doing proper maintenance, not excessive or or crazy stuff, but proper maintenance on the vehicle will definitely extend the life of it and does cut down on major repairs for sure. 
Uh, we know this. We've been doing it for years. Um, we're going to talk about some things maintenance-wise that, uh, you know, a lot of stuff we recommend to follow the manufacturer's recommendation. Other stuff we recommend to follow our recommendation, but we're very clear about that. Uh, often uh, we will uh, um, discuss uh, different things. A prime example one is transmission servicing on a vehicle. A lot of manufacturers say, oh, you don't need to service the transmission to 75,000, 100,000 miles, not at all, et cetera, lifetime fluid. Well, that is true. So in the fact that it is lifetime fluid, when the transmission fails at 100,000 miles, you get a new transmission or remand transmission or replacement transmission, and it comes with new fluid. So therefore, it was the life of the transmission. The question I always ask you is, how long do you want the life of your transmission to be? Well, it's not even, it's, it's not, not even, we're not even worried about the fluid breaking down at this point. We're worried about all the crap floating in the fluid. <laughs> it's very, acting like very sandpaper. True. Very true. So my point to that is it's kind of like service and transmission is like the human body taking vitamins. It'll extend you out and keep you healthy. So one of those things for sure. Keep your joints moving and keep them. <laughs> keep everything well lubricated. Yeah. Yeah. So today we are talking about different uh, maintenance things um, and maintenance myths. So, and today's, uh, you know, but also some of this used to not be a myth, but is a myth now because things change over time. And the number one on my top of my list that we talk about is, is oil services at 3000 miles. Um, if you're truly not using synthetic oil these days, I don't know why, because, um, we don't stock nor use anything else at the West automotive group. We don't have any synthetic blends. We don't have any conventional oils. All of our oils are full synthetic. What are you smiling at me? Well, I'm the last time I, I'm. I just you just made me think because the last time I went to O'Reilly, or, first time you thought our auto parts store. I I mean, just lately, and you look at the oil thing. You have to actually look for conventional conventional motor oil anymore. Oh yeah, there's. I don't. I, you get what I'm trying to say though. I don't even know if you can. I mean, you can run conventional, but it's like you have to look for it. Well, that's because there's not that high a demand for it. Most manufacturers don't recommend it. Therefore, no. there's nobody, you know, unless, the only, and it's not that thing, much cheaper. I mean, the only reason you buy conventional motor oil is you're like buying a 2050 and you're running a 1968 car or something, you know. But it's not that much cheaper, neither. No. So it's not like, I mean, why? You know, I was amazed at, so I, I forget what uh, I was doing that I looked at. The other thing that amazed me was like a, a synthetic blend oil, like at a gas station. For some reason, I, I think I was buying ice and I was standing there and I was waiting in line. And I'm like looking at this oil. And then what caught my eye was like, so synthetic blend quart of like 10W30 or 5W30 oil. I can't remember what weight it was. At the gas station, it's like $12.99. Yep. <laughs> what the heck? Think about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part is this is this is like last summer, anyways. Christian's like, "Hey, my transfer case is low in oil. I go down to the I go down to the auto parts store. Do they want to like fifteen bucks for a quart of ATF? Look at the power steering fluid, dollar ninety nine. What is the same fluid, just different colors, dude? I'm like, this will get you home. <laughs> we are not recommending that you put power steering fluid in your transfer case. No, I, but I was looking for a lubricant, and you know what? I don't know. It's just, you know what they advertise things. Do you want to hear a funny lubricant story? Uh Uh-huh. You you know I ride a lot of Enduros, off-road Enduros, Uh right? And I used to do the Big Bear one every year, right? Uh Uh-huh. Let me tell you, that that Enduro, that is one of the toughest 12-hour Enduros. There is no question without. And you beat the crap out of yourself on the bike. And anybody that's been up the Big Bear in the mountains, it's rocky as all heck. Um, I'll never forget. This was like my third or fourth year running. And we, uh, um, 
I had got a good start in the morning on the run, and I was out. I was probably number fourth or fifth out of the whole three hundred field. Uh huh. Um, just from the start where I got, which is where I want to be for only one single reason. You know, um, because it's not really about I'm not racing all these people it's time but the single reason I want to be there is because there's not so much dust yeah. you're, you're, when, you, when you're when you're off road running and in, in, in there's 300 people if you're in front of them it's a nice day if you're behind them it's a very dusty dirty well, day well besides that there's, there's a bunch of different guys competing in that there's the guys in the front that they're going to do anything they can to win then you have your section you know, and then you go all the way back to the guys who just want to ride and just enjoy it <laughs> So I came to this, there was this rock up jump and I hit the thing straight up and the bike crested to the right and knocked a hole right in the side of the clutch cover. As I sit there shutting the bike off and the clutch, the oil's just running out on the ground. I'm like, oh, this, this, this is going to be a problem. Number one, I don't have any oil with me. Oh, right, right. I don't carry extra oil with me. So I, I get the bike off as all these people now continually are passing. I pull the clutch cover off. I do have a... I have epoxy weld with me, you know, the the thick stuff that you roll together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I weld that bag, boy, I get the cover fixed up. And at that point, now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put in it. Hmm. There was a guy doing some trail work that had a, uh, a Toyota 4Runner. Uh-huh. And I saw him off in the distance. And I was like, huh. So I walked over. I said, by any chance, you wouldn't have automatic transmission fluid, would you? And he's all, I have a quart of it. <laughs> and I said, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. <laughs> He said, here you go. He said, he said, you don't have to give me anything for it. Here, you can have it. He says, what are you doing? I says, I put a coal in the clutch. He goes, oh, he's all, that fluid don't go in there. I said, I- any hydraulic fluid's going to work right now. I, I got Better to, than burning up the yeah, gearbox. I got a, a, another 125 miles to go, man, <laughs> to make this happen. And I need some fluid in this bad boy. I'll tell you what, I could smell that poor clutch the whole time, obviously, uh, going through. But it held up, and we, I finished, man. I was not where I wanted to be when I when I started in time wise, but it it held up and I finished it. And right, right. I destroyed the clutch, the basket, the clay. Everything was destroyed inside there, but it, it took got me the extra one hundred twenty five miles. I finished so, and that was always my goal with that enduro was just to finish. And I'm telling you, it's a long day. The first one of those I ever rode, I, I the first time I got back to the hotel right there, and I got off the bike. And I just laid down in the parking lot. I was like, okay, I'm done, man. This is like, I'm cooked. Just, just like, leave me just here. Done. Anybody bring me a beer? <laughs> Girl, I was actually dating was up in the room waiting. And she like called me and I had pulled my phone out of my bag. And I was like, Hello. I'm in the parking lot. She's all, where are you? I'm all, I'm laying in the parking lot. I just can't move for beer. I'm just good. I'm telling you that. Ain't beats it great everybody. being an athlete? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I don't ride that ride anymore. <laughs> Number one, because every time I di- I di- I break so much stuff on the bike, it's like fifteen hundred dollars, two grand. Every just destroy the bike. That's a hard run for that bike, or any other bike. So anyway, it is what it is. But point that I was making there is, yeah, sometimes you can get by, but the fluid's not always that great, and sometimes you got to be really careful about what you're doing. Yep. So fluids have gotten very expensive in the last couple of years too, because I, I want to say. 2008 era you could still buy a case of automatic transmission fluid you know if you walked into an auto parts store say 12 15 bucks <laughs> that same case is up to like 60 bucks a case or something like that and that's just regular conventional atf that's not even when you get in the synthetic atf so yeah no fluids have well and really that's a, so we they only atf we carry is full synthetic obviously and there are certain atfs that you need to use certain recommended manufacturers atfs like honda we always use factory honda fluid on hondas 
And you know what? The thing about the fluids is it depends a lot on the thicknesses of the fluid, how fast it flows through the, the holes. Viscosities. Yes. Yeah. So Flow it, rates. That's why you get weird shifts out of Hondas if you don't put Honda fluid in them. And, you know, Chrysler's can be the same way and it messes up the computer because they do it. You got to remember everything's done by timing. There's no adaptives. Yes. And there's no in between with the computer. It has to. You know, like we're all, we're able to say, you know what? It's close enough to tolerance. We're good. A computer can't do that. All it knows is this is my tolerance. I can't go no farther. Done. It can only adjust so much. Yes. adaptive wise, correct. So, um, the three thousand mile oil change uh, that is definitely gonna, we're going to call that these days should be a myth. And the reason why is um, you should be servicing your vehicle if you have you should be running full synthetic fluid. Number one, uh, as far as engine oil, and if you are. 5,000 miles is just fine. I do recommend that you do two oil changes a year, every six months, or 5,000 miles, whichever comes first. And also have a professional put a good eye on the vehicle. That's another great reason to service the oil. So um, I do, when you get higher in mileage, well up over 100,000 miles on a car, sometimes you may want to drop it down to 4,000 miles to have it be, because cars start burning or, or check your oil regularly. Because cars do start burning oil, right? Yes. We're seeing a lot of that these days. Um, so, um, and uh, uh, if you were listening a couple couple uh, weeks ago, we talked that we did a show talking about uh, vehicles burning oil and that at the end of July. So, um, that that's another reason you need to keep a real good eye on your oil servicing in that. Well, but even 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 newer vehicles, some of them. That's some with the synthetic oil, you can go longer with that oil change. But the problem is the oil the oil is going to get dirtier, and the the dirtier the oiler is, the less the ring seal, which means it's going to burn more oil. It's it, highly possible. So the dirtier it gets. Well, and I guess the point I'm going to make to this is we recommend five thousand miles, right? Yes. So, and I think a lot of manufacturers do too, but some have bumped their oil changes to 7,500, 10,000 miles. If I buy a car and I spend over $40,000 on an automobile, I sure as heck am not going to drive it 10,000 miles before I change the oil. Well, what I'm worried about at that point anyways is all the stuff that contaminates and the stuff in the which is going to damage my seals. I'm more worried about the carbon that really attacks seals. And the babbit on the bearings because the acidic level comes up and all that. So the long-term damage can become excessive to the inside of an engine when you don't change engine oil regularly. And engines are not cheap anymore. So like, woo. I see the last price of one of them rolling out the door. I was like, holy crap. Well, yeah, so most of them, even a gas engine, you're going to be over 12 grand to put a remanufactured uh, OEM style motor in. Yeah, and if you got a and if you got a truck in this day and age with diesel in it, you're really going to Oh, you're going to be 20,000 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, 20 grand to put 21, 22 to put maybe even a little higher now if you have a, a motor that's a couple years old uh not not covered for some reason because you didn't do what you were supposed to service wise so it becomes extremely important for sure all right folks we're talking about uh um, different kind of maintenance myths things like that we're going to take our first break here real quick and uh when we come back we're going to be discussing a lot more things that have to do with maintenance you're listening to auto talk radio on the answer san diego and k praise we'll be right back after these messages There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. As always, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. What a beautiful August morning. 
Appreciate you jumping up, getting up, listening up, making your coffee and paying attention and talking cars. Yep. It's a beautiful day. I get to make decisions. <laughs> Am I going to work on the car today? Or gonna... <laughs> Are we going to go play with the kids and take the dog to the beach? <laughs> I love Saturdays. <laughs> My son's 28. I don't really, he doesn't do any fun stuff. <laughs> He's always like, I got to rest. I worked all week now. Like, man, adulting. What's up with you, man? You, you, be, you, you, you. If I would have said that to him when, when, when you know, like he was five or six, like, hey, I worked all week, I got to rest. He'd be like, no way, Dad. Let's go do something, you know. So now I'm on the other shoe, and I'm all like, hey, let's go do something. Let's go do something, man. What, what do you mean you got to rest? All you know. Yeah. And he says that's why he lives on his own. That way I can't bug him. That's right. <laughs> that's all right. Christian just got himself a new job. He's a part. He's parking cars for a living right now. He's 18, but he came home because, you know, he's all. You know, that'd be good exercise for him. He'd jog well, that's from one what he place said. He came home. He's all, dude, I did like 10 miles today, bro. Because oh, he's I, all in the. Oh, he, I bet. Being 18, you know, he was always. Well, he's in valet, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. all in the. Ex- you know, he works out three or four times a week or whatever. So, you know, he's all. He's like, yeah, and I made good money while I was doing it. <laughs> like, he's definitely getting all his walking in. He don't need to do any cardio as far as that goes. That That's good. You know, just pop in every now and then for a little bit of a weight workout, man, and you're, well, actually, you got all your workouts he, he in. He gets to use all their amenities, too. Oh, nice. They so, have, do they have a good gym out there? Yep. Oh, nice. And gas, gets deals on food, you know, all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Well, employee discounts on all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, good for him, man. And being 18, I said to him, this is a good thing. That, that way you're figuring out what you're going to do in life or whatever, you know, so this is good for you. I said, and you'll also make decent money where you can go enjoy your friends on the weekend. There you go. Probably gets to meet a lot of nice young adult women that are close to his age that are coming on vacation <laughs> yes. with their families and stuff. So, and Christian's trying well, to the lazy, talker. They got a lazy, lazy river out there, too. So. Yes, they do. Yeah, I know. Been there, done that. Yeah. The only thing is he's not old enough to drink, so. No, but he's, uh, he's old enough that, or he's, he can get really good deals on all that stuff, too. Gotcha. Well, you know, you know, you go to you go to places like that. It gets pricey during the day. By the time you eat and enjoy yourself, and <laughs> true, true. All right, so uh, welcome back, folks. Uh, do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, uh, which is uh, consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up in San Diego, North County, twenty two hundred Auto Parkway in Escondido, AAA approved and Star certified for California smog for. Over 28 years now. We've grown up there in Escondido. Uh, that's where we started out initially. Uh, we also added West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon out there in East County, taking care of folks for over eight years now. AAA approved and smog certified by the state of California. Uh, just taking care of folks out there in East County the way we take care of them up in uh, North County. Um, West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right there in central San Diego. Uh, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there in uh, uh, central San Diego for over four years now. And our newest location that we added a couple years ago, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, right here in the Golden Triangle, 5726 Miramar Road, Neescape Mall, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there uh, for over two years now. All of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees, myself, and everybody else, uh, along with Kevin, bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. That is, we never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. And what that means is treat everybody like family. We never recommend a service or repair to you on your vehicle that we would not recommend to our own mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, nephews, go on and on. But anyway, you get my point, And that's really what it's about. 
Stop in to have your vehicle serviced to repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about for sure. Uh, the West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. New customers, existing customers, doesn't matter. It's available. Ask one of your service consultants or one of the service managers location. They'll be happy to help you out. Um, also, if you've been told you have a transmission problem or a drivability problem or something, get your vehicle in. Um, we do a sort of care transmission diagnosis uh, um, and get you figured out. We can also diagnose your vehicle for any drivability concerns, et cetera. Uh, we hire the highest qualified technicians in all of San Diego County work for the West Automotive Group, and we'll get your vehicle diagnosed properly, get you good information. As I often say, the best money spent on any repair is, di- is the money spent on diagnosis at a quality facility by a qualified technician because it will save you a lot of money in the long run. So get your vehicle in and let's, let's get her handled and, and get her done. Um, make sure that you get the right repair at the right time. We also offer uh, free shuttle rides to or from work or home for all our clients and low-cost rental vehicles on at any of our four locations. Um, you can hop on westautomotivegroup.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We always send tips out throughout the week and stuff, some great stuff, and that way uh, you can uh, um, keep it, keep appraised the good little things for your car and helping you out. That's what we like to do. So that's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also, from westautomotivegroup.com, uh, click on Automan uh, segments from there, and it'll take you to our YouTube channel where we post all our Automan segments that we do for Fox 5 and the CW. Uh, we uh, Two different times a week near the news, we uh, run segments uh, that uh, give little tips on auto repair and stuff like that. So check us out. Uh, if you missed it on the news, you can go to westautomotivegroup.com and just click on the Automan. Uh, you can also go to Auto Talk Radio, which will take you to where our podcasts are kept on our uh, uh, Auto Talk page, um, and uh, you can get them from there. You can uh, listen to them, download them, etc., or do whatever you want. You can email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com, and uh, also, you can get the podcast if you need to go to a download spot. They're available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart. And tune in and radio.com. Better known as Odyssey, as I always say. Anyway. Okay. So we're talking about myths on servicing and stuff. Anything you need to interject or throw in right now there, Kevin? No. Uh, well, I, I guess one of the biggest – when you use the word myth, mm-hmm. my biggest thing is, is when I hear people talk about – I'll never forget I was having a conversation – with somebody and he said he was an automotive technician for a couple of years, but what he looked at me and said was he, he never understood why you'd want to want to, want to service a sealed system. And I'm all, what do you mean? And he goes, well, brake fluid, that's a sealed system. No, it's got a vent in it. So it's going to suck moisture in it sooner or later. Moisture is going to get in the fluid. Nothing's technically sealed. You know well, what I mean? And also regardless, even if it wasn't vented when you, when you, it is, Number one, it has to be because it, well, that's it heats point. up and it expands expand. and contracts. Um, so, and air's got the air that's in there has got to be pushed out of center. But when you do that heating and cooling, you create moisture. Yes. Therefore, it creates moisture in the system. Plus, you get high copper content from all the wearing of components in there, and the ABS the, valves and all that stuff. And that's dirt floating around in there. So, correct. Contaminants in the fluid, regardless of how it got there, it's there. You will notice certain things like. When you when you uh, towing or something heavy behind the car, 
if you keep in your brake fluid change, you'll notice you won't get the brake fade you normally get or stuff like that. Does it get spongy? It doesn't yeah. Get, yeah. Under normal driving conditions, you may not totally feel it. But un, under extreme driving conditions is when you start to feel all this stuff. Because you won't get the brake fade. Because the brake fade comes because there's moisture in there and it starts to boil and blah, blah, blah. So, And then the transmission fluid, you know, you want to keep it clean too because same thing. It carries dirties and it takes out the seals. And what I've noticed something normally on differentials. And don't get me wrong, they do wear out bearings and stuff. But normally on differentials and stuff like that, a lot of times it's from the seals leaking. They run out of fluid. Yep. And why? Because they never change the fluid because all that metal would get in the fluid. Well, and it'd be like sandpaper to the seal. Correct. Correct. For sure. So, 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 we were initially on the oil change thing, and and like I said, we went to five. We recommend five thousand miles. Uh, a lot of manufacturers had put oil life monitors on. Now, these oil life monitors, they, they say your car's computer keeps tracks of stops and starts as other factors and calculates the useful interval of the oil depending on how you drive. I do not trust that. That that computer is not sampling that oil, actually. It's it's using data on how you drive to determine when your oil should be changed is really what it's doing. Well, I don't even know if it goes that far, does it? Because it just... Some of it does. Like when you plug the scanner in, as anyways, I can always tell how long this car has been active with no codes, or if it's been active without a battery. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see because uh, it'll tell you in there like no codes have been cleared for so many days, or or it, it normally does time. Yeah. So the ECM all it's counting is time. It doesn't yes. correct, correct. And I'm sure it flags the well, time and their starts and stops. So, but I mean, you they, know. It's, I guess they could add to it, like knowing like this person drives short trips, so it needs to be done more, which is all time. I don't know how exactly they do it, and each manufacturer is different. But I'm telling you now, it's not the same as as like well, knowing it's, what's it's not going rocket on. scientists. No. They, they got some simple system in there that just clicks. There's no sensor in there that keeps sampling your oil to see hey, if it's dirty. Do you remember back? Was it? I think it was Honda that used to have the mission. Do you remember that little admission thing that popped up on the dash? You're supposed to replace the O2 sensor yeah. when that thing popped well, up. Well, I didn't know if the O2 sensor was good or bad. It was mileage. <laughs> exactly. It was mileage. That was it. So, which is not a bad idea. I love when little things pop up on cars that just say you need to replace things. It's all good. But you know, <laughs> Well, I'm sure, the, I'm sure the customer doesn't, but. <laughs> it's all good. It's you know, random. But, uh, um. There's a lot of things that wear on cars that people don't replace, though. We, we, we know that. When oxygen sensors get over 100,000 miles, they slow down. So the fuel control is not perfect, things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, you know, I mean, there are things that you, they do wear on a car, you know, but, but, but they're not things that are recommended to be serviced or repaired. Anymore. Oxygen sensors aren't Until as they bad as they used to be. Well, no, though. now they're a lot higher quality. They're air fuel ratio sensors, and they work better. And, and they're, they used to be only one wire. Now they're four wires because they have a heater in there to actually heat the element. Correct. And that's usually the thing that fails on them is the heater. Yes. Because I I look back, I want to say all the times in my life that I've replaced an O2 sensor, Mm -hmm. I think I've, I mean, I've replaced a lot of O2 sensors, but just for the actual, you know, looking at the scanner and and realizing it's not switching back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. I think I've only replaced like four of them for that. I mean, if if I can, you know what I mean? Most of them are heaters or... We used to do a lot more for failed smog. Like they'd be, they'd they'd be so slow, they'd be over a hundred milliseconds in crossover time. Yeah. And for a lot of you folks out there, this probably doesn't mean anything to you, but it's how we test oxygen sensors. And just to be clear, what an oxygen sensor does uh, is, uh, and we're talking about maintenance, and that's, I mean, the, some of these sensors do wear out, but what it does is reads the oxygen level 
basically inside the exhaust determining how the fuel control is going and tells the computer to change the fuel control. So as far as that goes. So, um, and it has to cross back and forth quickly to bounce to keep adjusting the computer continuously. And if it moves too slow, then the fuel curves off and you can end up with a either rich or a leaner car than you should have. Because it isn't at 14.7 to 1. Well, <laughs> Is that's, that the that's actual stich- ratio? That's or actually the stichiometric uh, mm-hmm. uh, fuel ratio. That's where you try to make a car run at. They say is the best. Actually, slightly richer than that. Well, yeah, because if you get too lean, you start getting overheating. Uh, I mean, you can get all kinds of things. You get too lean. Yeah, so. you get lean misfire well, and performance, lean yeah. misfires, things that. So, so you. But the clo- for, stichiometric fuel ratio is fourteen point seven to one, and that's what we always but used to push for. We do a much better job of keeping it towards that. With the no two sensor than we did just regular. You got to remember. Remember when the car? Remember when they first went to the O2 sensor? We still had a carburetor on there. They were trying to use the metering rod to make it rich and and leaner yeah, with an electronic carburetor. Ridiculous. That only lasted what a couple of years. It Thank did, God. It did only last a couple of years for sure. Um, each vehicle. So the most common thing to keep in. We're back to maintenance, but I mean that's just one of the things we were talking about. Um, you know. Cars, I, one thing I want to say about maintenance too and oil changes and everything else is is one of the things that manufacturers get to do is cost of operation yearly of a car. If you reduce the maintenance, now if you remember back, we used to have a lot of, we do a lot more maintaining and maintenance on vehicles by like 30, 60, 90K, 120K intervals, right? Yeah. Uh, especially Japanese vehicles were a lot more, you know, Asian vehicles were a lot more um apt to have high maintenance requirements of that. But if if a manufacturer reduces the cost, uh, the amount of maintenance, it reduces the cost of operating the vehicle per year, and they can get to put that on their little the little window sticker, right, about the cost of, of, of operating the vehicle, how much it costs per year to operate. And if you reduce that, then the vehicle looks more appealing to purchase, less money out of your pocket, and they get to legally document that on there. So that's one of the reasons we've reduced maintenance cost. All right, folks. Uh, we're talking about uh, maintenance and what's a myth and what's not. We're going to take our uh, last break here real quick. Uh, you're listening to Auto Talk Radio on uh, Cape Ray San Diego and the Answer San Diego 1170. We will be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock all right folks welcome back to auto talk radio we appreciate you joining us as always got your coffee i know i have a little coffee here going on you i got, got my co- water you got your water oh good for you i haven't drank a coffee in like a year you haven't <laughs> uh-uh I mean, I've taken a few sips or whatever. Sucks to be you. I know. The only thing I really drink anymore is like water and juice right now. Well, you know, so really the only thing I drink is water and coffee. That's it. Right. I mean, so I just, I I don't know if I could give up my coffee, man. I'd be a little, that's kind of difficult. Well, you know I don't drink sodas. I I don't drink juice. I I do drink a little natural juice, though. That's that's true. I have antioxidant juice that I drink, but but only in the morning I have a little cup of that with my vitamins. But my point is during the day, I drink water or I drink coffee, and I drink coffee black, so. 
I, I, I don't see myself never drinking it. The problem is I was probably drinking too much coffee. So I did quit for a while just gotcha. to... That makes sense. Because I find myself drink, especially when it gets cold out and you're working outside, I find myself half cupping it all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, somebody told me not to get a kegerator for the same reason. Oh, t- he said, dude, you'll have beer <laughs> it all totally day. That's a totally different story. He goes, dude, you'll have beer it all day. I'm like, what are you talking about? He well, goes, seriously, you're just like, I'll just do a half a beer. 50 <laughs> half beers or 25 beers. <laughs> same thing with the coffee all day. It was cold out. Next thing I know, I'm drinking half cups of coffee all day. And, you know, it's probably not good for you in that many quantities. All right. Well, this is not a doctor's show. No, we I'm can, just getting we can older. Just, we can just tell you what's good for your car, not good for your body. You know, you follow what you want. Please do not tell somebody that the Auto Talk Radio Show told you to do this health wise. I I don't. That's never. No, we I, I'm always really concerned that like you know, you make a statement that's and then somebody decides to follow and all of a sudden it's our fault, Kevin. Well, Let's it could not be. do that. It okay? could be, but thing is, I was talking about myself. Yeah, so. I, I will tell you what to do with your car, mm. and you can tell people that I told you that, and 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 that's the only place that I'm an expert is when it comes to cars. So uh, I'm going to stick with the car thing. I don't want to be a doctor. They practice. We're absolute. <laughs> well, now I'm going to get yelled at by a doctor. I was going to say, don't get, don't get me started right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all good. All good. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio this morning. We are talking about maintenance and myths and things going on with your car and what to maintain and how to do it and all those great things. I do want to remind you, the show is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell any other line of battery at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. Uh, Interstate Batteries are the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. If you need a battery for any reason for a vehicle, uh, hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com. We'll get you an appointment and get an Interstate Battery installed for you. If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at their storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th in University. Interstate Battery, a battery for every need for sure. I have them in everything that I have. Motorcycles, cars, um, battery backups for my server. Check them out. I say me too. Good. Unless, I, I mean, the only time, probably I bought a battery lately, I mean, say in, in years, we were on vacation and the and the battery went bad on the boat, but I had no choice to buy the battery where I was at. I mean, I guess I could have, but I could, then I wanted to stay on shore too. So <laughs> my I try to buy the Interstate when I can because it, it definitely, I've had better luck with Interstate batteries than any batteries that out there true true i mean even even when it comes to their warranties they're very uh they're very uh there's not much you know what they're pretty much here gives the old battery here's your new battery back too so the whole package with them is what you get very true everything that you need battery wise um still talk about oil changes here and uh oil changes are good though keep the oil in the car so check this out. Um, owner's manuals. Some dealers used to do this in an effort to change or boost the dealer's profit, new car dealers. A supplemental owner's manual or service guide that calls for more frequent servicing. Don't be fooled to thinking you have to follow these recommendations. <laughs> That's very interesting. So who did that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but but what I was going to say in reference to this is we do know that, that – uh, and we changed some things too, but we were very – upfront about it like the transmission servicing we tell people all the time this is not the manufacturer recommended thing but if you want to take care of that's one of the most expensive failures you could have on a vehicle and we see it more often than engines now 
Transmissions fail more often than engines. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on in the transmission. I mean, seriously. There I mean, there there's a lot going on in the motor, too, or the engine or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, we just have got the engine down with synthetic oils and all that. They tend to just last longer. Well, the thing about an engine, too, it doesn't have clutches in there and doesn't have rubbers. I mean, it has seals to keep the oil in there. But this, that's why I was saying that the transmission's got – don't get me wrong. The engine is definitely – major part of the i'm not trying to downside i'm just saying the transmission part of it because most of them are automatics they have rubber seals clutches. they have just more problems to go wrong correct so it's not correct. if it's going to go wrong it's when it's going to go wrong because the, the automatic was built for comfort not for i mean there is durability in it but not like the standards used to have durability wise you know what i'm saying correct absolutely but absolutely. you get the comfort of not sitting in traffic with your knees shaking and you know because you're holding on to the clutch and, well you could put it in neutral not the clutch well, out you get, you get i know but you get what i'm trying to say here it, it, it's a convenient thing so normally when you start convenient things they don't tend to have the durability of as you know what i'm saying because it I, wasn't built for durability I used to love having a stick shift to drive now no nah, i'm an automatic guy through and through usually because i'm driving long distances here or there or going someplace and i just don't want to have to keep pushing on the pedal <laughs> The weird thing is, is because I was, I've always driven a standard pretty much. So now I find myself, I mean, I do have an automatic truck right now, but I'll find myself doing things like putting the gear shifter and stuff like, cause you know what? I don't, you're so used to shifting gears all the time. You're just <laughs> one of those things, one of those things. But my point to that is there are certain things like we were discussing, you know, that you need to service, um, like the transmission. We recommend, you know, around every 20,000 miles keeps, uh, that transmission in good working order and a great way to go. And and it will extend, no question about it, it's the only thing you can do. It's like buying insurance for your house in case the kitchen's on fire. It's the only thing you can do to extend the life of it. You know, it's it's preventative. And 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 if you wait 100,000 miles, that trans will fail sooner rather than later than at that point. Uh, the contaminants carried in the fluid, like you said, destroy the seals, um, can make uh, wear out the the bores in a valve body because like sandpaper going through there uh, can cause valves to stick, clutches to burn. I, there's so many things that go wrong inside those when you don't service them. If you keep the truck that I had, the F two fifty that I talked all about, you know, we pulled that tranny out and put a converter in it. Remember, and we opened the trans up and we we're like, oh, it's two hundred thousand miles. That thing looked like it was brand new inside. Yes. Because I serviced every 15 to 20,000 miles. I serviced the trans, put a new filter in it, drained all the fluid out, put a new fluid in it. And that thing stayed clean. And the fluid always looked like, to the day I sold it, like the day it drove off the showroom floor. It's nice and cherry red, clean and beautiful pink looking fluid in the transmission. Well, that's Why? A- because I serviced it. Yeah, that's when you you notice the difference. Like when you when you go to re, you know obviously fix the transmission, you take it apart. If you use a good synthetic fluid, I mean like a really good synthetic fluid, you'll take it apart and like all the like you'll notice like when you're using cheap fluid, you'll see the hardening coming off a like a sun gear or something. Uh huh. But when you use really good synthetic fluid, you don't see that kind of stuff. So there's less things that have to be replaced when you use good synthetic fluid. So correct. And it keeps, you know, it, it keeps, well, it, it, it's the quality of lubricants are, are always very important, obviously. Well, that too, but even like on my truck, because I tow with it a lot, I run like one of the best automatic transmission fluids you can get in. It's very pricey fluid, but I notice certain things like even when it's hot, like when I'm climbing, say, Palomar grade with, mm-hmm. with 10,000, 12,000 pounds behind me, I notice it still keeps shifting fine. But if I use conventional transmission fluid, I, it might start hanging up on gear on me or something like that too, because... Let's face it, conventional training fluid is only good to like, what, three, four hundred degrees. Uh, synthetic's good to like seven, eight hundred degrees. Yeah. 
we don't want to transmit. No, to get because that it's hot melted down at that point, anyways. I'm just saying <laughs> it's still lubricating at them temperatures, though. It is. So it doesn't break down, is what you're saying. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't cook. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I know a lot of guys running on NASCAR race stuff, um, uh, transmission wise, uh, running uh, Mobile One full synthetic automatic transmission fluid. It would still be clean at the end. You run anything else, um, uh, um, that was not synthetic, it would be skunked. That's right. So Mobile it, One it is breaks I mean, it down. Mobile One's good oil. It is no question about it. So, um, but my point is, is that quality synthetic trans fluid, like you said, uh, yes, will withstand the, the heat and damage and protect your transmission very well. But once again, still service it every twenty thousand miles. You do that, and you will way overextend the life expectancy of that transmission. Like I said, three hundred fifty thousand miles out of mine. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You what, good, if you keep the fluid clean, it though, it keep the rubber seals clean, which will help seal better, um, which will help protect the clutches. It'll help keep the clutches more, you know, durable. It'll. And the reason that we pulled my tranny out was to put we put a performance torque converter in it. Remember, because I was towing, was, and we did we was, did we did a shift recalibration on it in the pump and all that stuff. It was like a double. Was it a double disc? We put a double disc or in something. It. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, kept uh, kept things going and. Uh, um, I do that sometimes with my truck, especially that truck I was towing with at the time. So that's why. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Well, I had a lot um, of young kids back then. I was Everything was just in motion. <laughs> <laughs> um, spark plugs, maintenance-wise. Uh, good default manufacturer's recommendations for sure. We see all too, uh, all too often... People just ignore it and go past it, and that's where you end up with problems, getting coils stressed and failing, which costs extra money. Um, well, that, that's from a worn plug because it's got to jump a bigger arc. It's got to work hard. It's, it's got to put more amps it's in it. got to crank up that, that electricity to make it go across that spark to make your uh, combustion engine uh, which, work uh, properly. Which is going to heat up the coil. Which what, what kills electronics? Heat. I mean, cell phones are no different. You know what? When you heat, overheat the battery a few times, it starts, you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. It slows down your phone. It, it's no different with that coil. So, yeah, yep, for sure. So, um, you need to stay on top of it and uh, make sure it recommended replaced. You know, I, I was talking to a gentleman ab- about. Um, so Ford, remember, I have Ford had a problem where, the, and it wasn't really fo- a problem with Ford. It was a problem with people not maintaining them properly. But it would pull the threads out of the heads. Yeah, yeah, because there was only like three threads in there. Yeah, but the reason why is because people didn't change spark plugs, ran them to 130,000 miles. They become loose, and then they move around in there until they pull the threads out, break the coil and all that, blow out a spark plug is what we used to call it. Um, if I never had that happen on my truck. The reason why is every 90,000 miles, I would change out the spark plugs. I'd, I'd retorque them. And you know, seize them and torque them to factory specs and just no that's why they didn't loosen up though because you're constantly retorquing them i I have a feeling though it's got a lot to do with uh it probably got a lot to do with the way the truck's driven too and what i mean by that is i think it had a lot to do with also people replacing spark plugs and over torque well that too but i mean if you overheat the heads i mean if you i I shouldn't say overheat but if you're getting you know if you're overworking the truck a lot Mm -hmm. then spark plugs are probably going to loosen up faster than 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 somebody that just used it as a grocery getter that is true so it's just good to stay on top of your maintenance and maintenance schedules change a little bit for that. But my point to that is if you stuck around the manufacturer's recommendations on that, you would probably be doing good. If you if you extend it way far out, you usually end up having fail coils and everything else. Well, that's the thing. If you, if you did the maintenance on it, even if you were working it hard, it stayed fine, though, because you were constantly putting new plugs in there and retorquing them. So it was mm-hmm. OK. Correct. Correct. So 
just want one of those things for sure. Um, fuel induction cleaning. Now, this is a thing that, uh, not a myth, not at all. One of the best services ever that keeps it up redoing. And we are seeing so much carbon buildup these days well, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, um, uh, direct injected vehicles on valves, which starts causing lean misfires and multiple other concerns as far as that goes, right? Yes, that's what, that's why it's different than it used to be. I mean, because the way that we burn fuels, the way that we put additives in fuels and stuff, it does create more carbon now. Yeah, it does. And and also we're not, so prior to direct injected vehicles, the injector uh, sprayed uh, um, in the uh, intake plenum area and it, the air would come in with the fuel across the valve. Now we're not running fuel across the valve, which would help somewhat keep them cleaner not all the time clean but cleaner yeah so induction services are extremely important at this time with vehicles um to reduce that carbon buildup because what happens if you don't do an induction service you get up around a hundred thousand miles we are seeing vehicles uh that uh, um, have so much carbon buildup you cannot get it off there you have to pull the intake you have to walnut blast them to get the carbon off and and that carbon buildup causes drivability concerns misfires check engine lights things like that Yes. So never good. You want to stay on top of that. So induction service once a year is an amazing thing to do. I say once a year or every fifteen to 20,000 miles, depending on how you drive. Uh, uh, some people don't drive a lot. So obviously that is a service that the more you drive, the quicker the carbon builds up, the more miles. So Yeah, because yeah. especially with today's fuels, with the additives and stuff, it's not. It's just not petroleum. Any, and I know why we're doing. We're doing it to save the environment. It's all good. But this is where, you know, when you sacrifice one thing for you lose another thing. So well, it's all the additives they put. In exactly. It's just because they're alcohol based and all this. So it, it, it does. The alcohol based does tend to. It doesn't burn like, you know, so we get carbon. Now, here's a myth. Never fall into this one. Air conditioning, refrigerant replacement. There is no reason to replace your refrigerant and your air conditioner unless it's leaked out. So plain and simple. The, a performance check for an AC is airflow. Check the cabin filter. Check the temperatures. Check the pressures. If everything's right, you should never have to take the cool, you should never have to take the refrigerant out, and put it back in, right? No. Okay. So uh, that is one there that. Uh, but a performance check is fine. It's relatively inexpensive, and and also can make sure that the system is working properly. But we don't exchange refrigerant unless. You have a leak and it's gone, then then you got to put refrigerant back in when you fix it, right? But there's no reason to take it out, recycle it, and put it back in. It's not like a blood transfusion. We no. don't do that. No, no, not needed. Well, there's power there's, steering flush is one of my favorite ones, though. Yes, um, because most people, and especially a lot of older folks, you'll get like, "We never did that before." Well, the, you're right. You never you never did that before. Well, now, whole, now we do it because we have. Huh? My first two cars didn't even have power steering. <laughs> Power steering on them. That's why we didn't do that back then. That's true. But even older cars like power steering, like uh, you know, which probably would have helped though, um, like the Mustang and that stuff. You know, sixties and stuff. Uh, the seals used to leak on them all the time. The reason why contaminants cause the seals to leak. That's what happens. They get in there, it's sandpaper, and it rips the the sealing edge of the seal off. But the tolerances back then were a lot different than they are now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Everything's so tolerance really tight. You know, works well. Uh, reacts great you know but um, when you're dealing with like power steering racks the seals things like that that those contaminants wear them out you know what i'd way rather keep the power steering system clean every about every two years twenty four thousand miles in that area have it flushed out than i would to replace a power steering rack that costs twenty five hundred dollars or a power steering box or or power like my truck actually has hydro boost on it so 
That's a lot of power steering components that can get expensive. Yes. So the point to that is, uh, yes, yeah, you know, would way, way rather, if keep a service and maintain, it really can help prevent failures of pumps and steering racks and items like that, et cetera. So very, very important stuff there uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I know sometimes they say, well, not needed, but it, it definitely is if you want to take care of your vehicle. One of the things I used to do to mine regularly and uh, all these things, and once again, you can get 400,000 miles out of your vehicle or more if you want. Um, chassis lubing. Most vehicles don't have Zerk fittings anymore, right? Most There may be one or two here or there, yeah, but I, most I, vehicles do not. It's kind of hit them. and miss on cars. Yeah. That's why I was running through my brain. Cause it's, kinda, it's like sometimes you walk up to a car, you won't see one on there. And for some weird reason, I don't know, maybe they just have a squeaky wheel there or something. It's just like... You'll get one car that maybe they don't even put the things, the Zerk fittings on the end of the tie rod ends or something. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. So if you do, well, that's where it comes in being a qualified technician. You know you know what to not. But a lot of vehicles. And, and, and lubing a vehicle shouldn't be a cost to it. If there's Zerk fittings, we lube it when we do a simple oil change. Yeah, that's all so part of it's it. It's all part of it. So shouldn't be an additional cost regardless. Uh, air filter's important to keep an eye on when dirty. Uh you know, I saw a thing on here that said you can blow them clean with compressed air. Never do that. When you do that, you tear the element of the filter. The filter does not filter properly anymore. So that is a very bad idea. So let's not do that. Okay. Um, if you're going to do that, the best thing to do is tap it on the ground, knock the dirt out of it, and put it back in. But it's not a good idea to do that. But if you're in a spot where your air filter is getting plugged. Right. But do not use compressed air. You will tear the filter. You may not see the tears. You will allow larger contaminants through, which can damage the mass airflow sensor clog up the throttle body, et cetera. And I got to tell you, probably in the last 10 years, I've seen probably three cars that came in that didn't run, and, and they were normally diesels, that didn't run anymore because the filter was so plugged that it oh, sucked yeah. the filter into the air hose. Oh, it door. will crumple them up Ugh. because a diesel sucks so much air volume. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, it will crumple up the filter and then the car won't run. That does happen. So keep an eye on the maintenance items, folks. All right, San Diego and everybody else out there. You know what? This has been another enjoyable uh, Saturday morning of Auto Talk Radio with all of you joining us. We appreciate you listening in and being part of everything, uh, being part of the show, and and allowing us, like I said, to continue to do this. Um, yeah. Did you want to add something? Yeah, we we liked it. We did get to decide to spend our Saturday morning with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Having a little coffee, you know, footy pajamas. <laughs> right, right. Across the floor and... Grab your coffee and make it all good, right? Yes. Appreciate you joining us and everything. Uh, we want everybody out there to be safe the rest of this weekend. Get out in your hoopty. Haven't you didn't hear you me like, say that last like week, the, but I'm saying this week. Get out in your hoopty and, and go for your cruise and make sure that it's a good cruise. Um, but uh, keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up, and uh, you know just just enjoy, man. It's going to be another beautiful weekend once again, and uh, it's all going to be good. Uh, we do appreciate you, like I said, joining us. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and K Praise. We will be back next week with more automotive advice. Right, Kevin? Yes. All right. Just one of those things. Be safe out there and enjoy. This has been Auto Talk Radio. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.